For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Let me lay it on the line. Got a little finger. <laughs> I love this song. And you know that the man's got to deal with it. I don't care what they say. I'm not about to pay nobody's way. Because it's all about the dog in me. Mm-hmm. I want to freak in the morning. In the evening, just like me, I need a rough neck nigga that can't satisfy me. Just for me, <laughs> if you are that kind of man, cause I'm that kind of girl. I got a freaky, freaky secret. secret, everybody's saying, cause we don't give a damn about it. And I'm gonna be a freak until the day, until the dark. You wanna know my introduction to this song, Martin? Really? Yes, because I remember specifically Shanae. Maybe I'm just imagining this. I remember there was an episode of Mario where Shanae come around this, the corner and she's incorrectly singing this song. Oh Lord! <laughs> and I just remember thinking, whatever that is, amazing. I like it. And a lot. then I think I heard it on the radio afterwards. Um, I don't remember. I remember this being one of the most raunchy secular songs that I had ever heard at probably the time. to this day. And it was. It was because some adult in my life really liked it and refused to not play it. I don't remember who. But one of them was like, look, I put up with all that ridiculous shit, but now (laughs) I am playing my fucking song. It was probably one of my older ratchet ass cousins. Well, thanks for that, Adina Howard. I'm Adina Howard then. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. And I'll be Felicia Rashad. T-shirt and panties. (laughs) I'll be Tisha Campbell. Another classic person who was on martin as well and no longer martin as well oh yes that too getting Mm -hmm. a divorce from that man good things happening you know usually when women are getting divorced it's a net positive for them so (laughs) congratulations tisha Go for you, sis. Did you see Lisa Wright talk about Dwayne Martin ruined her marriage? I did see that. And, uh... <laughs> but she didn't explicitly say that. Right. But after but... dragging uh, Nicole Murphy by her light skin <laughs> cheekbones, she then directed an informational of Dwayne Martin. <laughs> said, uh, ever since they started hanging out, <gasps> when I was the first lady. Lisa Wright seemed like the type of light skin person who would talk shit about another bitch for being light skin. Where was she the first lady of Tobacco? Was she really? I don't remember what oh, she was married was. to somebody. You right, Lisa Ray. It was like the That's... prime minister or someplace. I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Whoever. Um, mm, former first lady of Turks and Caicos. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, sorry, you guys. Sorry to that island. It was an island, and it starts with T, and there's two of them. <laughs> You're like, 
Anyways, um, let's do some black excellence. Yes. And you know who would be perfect for black excellence this week? Yes. Representative Elijah Cummings, who passed away suddenly to us, you know, mm-hmm. not to his friends and family, but uh, last week, right after we taped the show, because of course that's always how it goes. Yeah. But um, Elijah Cummings had an incredibly long history doing way better things for this country than this country ever did for him when he was 11 years old he like organized with his friends to get a swimming pool in the neighborhood desegregated like 11 years old he started because damn that. because damn that okay the son of sharecroppers he went to howard howard has been not letting anybody forget that <laughs> all week long and damn it i wouldn't yeah and then i think went to the university of maryland law school was a lawyer for a couple of decades and then joined the house of representatives in 96 and got elected 12 13 times just every two years kept getting reelected. like overwhelmingly nobody coming close to him his community loved him um he advocated for black people in a real way and not in that fake way a lot of y'all like to do where it's kind of like you're doing something for your people, but really you're looking out for your own best interests. And he was one of the main voices out here trying to keep Trump accountable. Somebody, you know, who can actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. One of the main ones taking up that fight. I just read that even on his deathbed from the hospital, he was signing subpoenas like, get that motherfucker out of here. Right. So I just think it's a good idea that we honor Representative uh, Cummings today and just, you know, remember that even when it feels like things are absolutely hopeless, we do have these leaders, these um, four Negroes who have shown us that, you know, what's really sad is that this man started his life fighting this type of shit. And I'm sure at some point he started to think, you know, Things are getting better and we're moving right in the right direction. And then here come Trump. And for him to die before Donald Trump, I find personally offensive. But anyway, I just wanted to, to be in a better place and watch. Um, that's true. You know, at downfall. least he no longer has to. He's probably, you know, sitting in the the waiting room of whatever his personal heaven is. I bet you when you live a hot full, chips. like a full long black life yeah. and you make it to heaven, you just be like, Woo! Girl, Baby. let me take my shoes off. I'm just going to sit. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is sit my black ass down. Yeah. I hope he has, you know, a big bag of hot chips and he gets to watch the rest of this unfold from the comforts of heaven. But thank you so much, sir, for your work. And uh, may we all do more for our communities um, in the example that you taught us. My heaven would have a mixing ball full of whatever my chip of the day is. Oh, yeah. And it would never run out. Mm-hmm. Like Same. every time I eat a chip, there's a chip at it. And it's whatever, it's like whatever one I want that day. It changes yes. all the time. Like one day it might be hot Cheetos, and then the next day it's purple bags of Ritos. Or like the machine that Kristen Bell had in the good place for shrimp. Oh my God, with all the different flavors. For, for shrimp. But, but I mean for chips. I was going to say I need one for shrimp, but you can't have no shrimp. But that was a good idea. It was a fantastic I idea. remember. <laughs> Like she Except even the ate the one. Sorry, she was like, "That is." But I mean, white chocolate is gross, even when it's not on shrimp. So I don't like it. You know how I feel about that butter chocolate, that fucking nasty ass, ashy ass chocolate. There's no chocolate it I'm turning down. It tastes like chocolate that had something bad happen to it, it or something delicious. <laughs> no, it tastes like cocoa butter. You might mm. as well just eat cocoa butter. I'd love to. <laughs> Every time I put cocoa butter on, I'm just like, yum. 
You're yeah, supposed to smell bad. yum. It is actually disgusting. But anyway, um, yeah, I hope you have the shrimp machine or whatever food you love of your dreams up there. So rest well. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Time for some hot tops. That's the pop culture segment. Okay, hot tops. The Empire Strikes Jacked. And wow. Last two discussing. I've got a couple in the clip for you bitches. <laughs> oh god. I stocked up. Oh Lord. Did got you a couple in the chain. <laughs> Think about it. No, I did. Because <laughs> no, no, I was like, maybe last week or something. I was like, I don't have any. You know, nothing's coming to me. The so Empire I sat down and thought of some. Jack. No, I did. Oh man, that is just. You some on the show too. I mean, the other one. Yeah, there's, this there's two shows, show right? <laughs> Technically, this is also one. So I'm gonna start with one that my daddy sent to me because. <laughs> what your daddy sent you a hot top? Yeah, I know he didn't call it that. Of course he didn't. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the headline specifically in the in the text he said, <laughs> he said um, <laughs> Kanye West angered Jamaicans by selling Jamaican merch. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> what does it have to do with Jamaica? Because your daddy did not hear about of it course. otherwise. <laughs> 
That's all my daddy does. Work and watch and read Jamaican news. That's it. Oh, a king. So... Uh, <laughs> what did he do to your people? Smoking nor full of shit decided that he wanted to run out. <laughs> To the island and have his Sunday service bullshit out there. Oh no! Fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> fucking singing Shirley Caesar to the tune of no. "Freak Me by Silk." Shut up! And I'm exhausted. <laughs> Not what happened. And so apparently he was out there and he was selling merch, Jesus is King merch with Jamaican flags and shit on it for upwards of sixty dollars, two hundred dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. <laughs> And things like that, which is clear exploitation of the island, uh, the flag, right? things of that nature. <laughs> oh, and Lord. the girls are over it. I guess not enough to... I mean, plenty of niggas went from when I saw Spices out there happily on IG. Oh, Everybody having a good time, so... I mean, well, did they have free food, alcohol, something like that to, to draw niggas in? Because I might have went if they was like all the jerk chicken... <laughs> That you could possibly I mean, that's just may have. a given anyway. Okay, well like you're just gonna eat. You're on, yeah. You know, well, that's I just mean, food for you. That's just normal. Yeah. Okay, right. Mm. But I mean, I felt it uh, pertinent uh, to bring this up, just as Jamaican American as well as um, the son of Jamaican who personally sent me a message about this. That's so funny. So for my father, I guess I say. Um, a little thinking idiot boy come out of my blood clot yard with your bumble pussy ass clot fuckery. <laughs> and that's just for my dad. Also. Oh man, I understood that. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, it's like. I'm getting better. It's like, it's on the edge of English. <laughs> it is. It's right there. <laughs> um, Apparently, some white man that is kind of his pastor said that he. Oh <laughs> I actually feel bad for this one man because he did like some interview with some Christian podcast and he's talking about you know repping Kanye as his pastor I guess he says Kanye started going to their church back in mid-May uh uh nope Placerita Bible Church in Newhall California and this is Adam Tyson who was a senior pastor who I believe also was preaching at Sunday service in quotation marks because we have a real Sunday he was preaching at Sunday right. service in Detroit. And um He brought that white man to Detroit? Apparently I saw a video of him out there. Oh That's what the video said. So Okay. Um but he says that Kanye even told him that he was considering quitting rap music because it is the devil's music. <laughs> Rap and he said music. yes okay. and the white man said that he told Kanye hey man rap's a genre you can rap for God oh, which my God. niggas have literally done for decades they have. so I that mean, shouldn't have been I honestly feel like this man is going to really be blindsided when this nigga Kanye takes his next laugh that's right you know because this <laughs> is some bullshit the fact that he corrected Kanye on that ignorant shit Something is really wrong with that nigga. You know, another thing I found fascinating because um, when I like was skimming through this interview, one of the things the guy said was like he kind of broke down the difference between what Kanye is doing with Sunday service and a church. <laughs> like like okay. he told this nigga, like, think of it more as like a concert, a crusade <laughs> even. Because the church, like he had to like yes. break down the levels wow. and structure of a church for like a distinct difference between the two. Okay. This nigga Kanye West is nuts. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> so you mean to tell me he joined this church with like a 
nice, reasonable pastor, and the pastor has more sense than Kanye. So where is Kanye getting I mean, all of this ridiculous? The pastor has more like Kanye is just doing a thing right now. I believe that Kanye is testing the waters. As I said before, Lord. I believe that Kanye also knows that niggas, like by nature, many of us love gospel music, love the sound of a choir. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't? Right. And black choirs at that are singing ass singing. Even some of the worst black mm-hmm. choirs are some of the best choirs. Period. Right. So he's like, all right. These niggas ain't trying to hear me in my Republican tirades and all of my red hat wearing bullshit and why me and, and Donald Trump be having barbecues together and, and, right. and flaming niggas and, and women. And so, you know what I'm going to do? Have these motherfuckers out here singing BB mixed with a little bit of Jodeci. No. See, that's the problem. Because niggas who stand for church have plenty more options for gospel than Kanye West. Tell that to the niggas. And they don't need that nigga Living for <laughs> this. The doll has an album uh, called Jesus is King. That's as if that I was said. news to us. The people who an are IMAX really... film. No. Mm-mm. The people who really be in church are not are not the ones who are propelling Kanye forward with this bullshit. It's the rest of these hype beast ass niggas, the ones who will do anything because <laughs> Kanye said so and it's his shit or whatever else. They just own Kanye's dick so hard that are making this a thing. I just had a picture like an office ass camera pan oh, no. <laughs> of like inside the home and Kim is like Kim is like taking care of the kids and we just pan to Kanye like coming in the house soaking wet because he just tried to walk on the pool of water. No. <laughs> what is wrong with Still you? not working. I thought today yeah, would nigga. be the day. No, nigga, because you're not the son of God. I just, I'm, you know what? Have at it, sir. I don't, I'm not buying it. Every time he like slips up and talks a little too much in one of these mm-hmm. things, you start repeating That's the right. same bullshit. And it's like, so. Let's not all stand in the same place. I still could slap that nigga for that. <laughs> and then bitch. the same thing that he was trying to say about the Republican Party freeing slate or, or some shit yeah. like that. Whatever the fuck he said a couple weeks before yeah. that. Like, okay, girl, have at it. Meanwhile, Kim is out here still trying to save niggas like fucking Sandra Bullock in the blind side out she here. She have to. Keep, she have to keep on letting niggas out of jail to offset all the stupid <laughs> shit Kanye does. Chris was like, we, no. No. Go find somebody else and get her out. Get your fucking ass <laughs> down to East Atlanta. Right, gotcha. Because they know like even those of us who hate the Kardashians to our core can't be mad at black people getting freed from jail who didn't need to be there. I'm never going to be for jail over that, Kimberly. Right, we can, I, 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 it's the perfect fucking thing. Absolutely. Like, it's perfect. And so she has to keep doing it so that we'll stop talking about the fact that this nigga's selling $200 church socks. <laughs> so again, in the vein of Shanana, you know what she would say? <laughs> Excuse me, move. <laughs> move, you step to the side. Now, <laughs> you. Oh, I mean, you know what? I'm not even going anywhere near this album. And no, nope. I do still want for there to be a day where we can look at the Kanye that we remember mm. and be like, oh, he's back. He's in there again. You know, but I'm not holding my breath. Right. And I'm also not going to be fed like some gospel music when there are a plethora of places that I could get gospel yeah, music. There's just so there's so. So many and like there are classics like black people been doing really good gospel music for a long fucking time and enough of that is already created by people that hate me okay. <laughs> so like, I, don't have to, like, I really don't have to go to Kanye West for this at all <laughs> don't need it at all why <laughs> oh, no. um, go away sit down leave us alone 
couple of rap women having some good news this week. Okay. Uh, Carisha dropped Summer Baby, Summer Miami Baby. Baby, baby Summer Miami. Does she name her baby Summer Miami? The baby's name is Summer Miami. And she is so happy and blessed, says the mommy. Mommy Carisha Brownlee. Um, okay, Summer Miami Brownlee. She's just a few days old, I believe. Yes, she was born on Friday. And... Um, Posted a cute little photo, pink things and frilliness. And who am I, I'm assuming is the child's daddy laying in his bed next to the thing. What was his name? That producer? Southside? I don't know. I don't know. I really, I don't, I uh, could be wrong about the producer part uh, too. I, do we care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Carisha is the topic. You know, I know who that is. And by proxy, baby, some of my enemy. Yo, this nigga is curled up, sleep in the bed like he gave birth. Right? <laughs> Oh, look how precious. That's so cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, how long was his labor? Lord, look at this shit she didn't put this baby in. Yes, all the lace. Summer Miami is a really cute name. Summer has a custom diaper on. Wow. Like, Summer is already just a nice, regular name. Yeah. And you had a great summer. Summer's a cute name. So, Summer has a nice name. And then Miami, like... Okay, you're from Miami, but Miami also sounds like a cute name. And it's great that right. it is in the middle and not at That's the front. That's right. Miami summer sounds kind of like way worse. Way, way worse. worse. That sounds like a summer. Drug this is right. I'm actually not mad at the name. I was just a bit confused. But especially because Miami is her stage name, it's really cute that she gave her that as a middle name. Yeah. Listen, folks. You can be so lenient on a middle name. You know, middle names are there to be experimented you can go in. with. That's right. I'm gonna you do, can all do all kind of weird shit. Kinds of fun all stuff. All kind of weird shit. Look, um, one of Amber Rose's uh, baby middle names is Electric. There you go. That new and it's slash electric slash electric. I and think. I think I said I like that name. I like it too. <laughs> Now, Electric Slash would have been like, I what in the URL? It would be hard for me not to call him Electric Slide. It would be real hard. Like, I would feel compelled. So, this is so cute. Oh, good. Good for y'all. This baby is real cute. Well, I mean, I guess through through the pink lace and shit, she looks cute. She got that contraption on that baby's head. What is this? Electric slide used to make me die laughing as a kid. And still to this day, I feel like I kind of sometimes um, have a flashback to it making me laugh. Because there are parts of it that are... <laughs> like when she said, from this music that I just can't hide, that just always took me here. Okay. Is this? that I just can't like go back? Listen to Electric Slide. Electric Electric Slide and some of the I know I'm not alone about this motherfucking thing. I know okay. somebody tomorrow is gonna tell me that they also think that Electric Slide is a funny song if you listen to it. I have never thought that. Okay. I was so confused. I, I was about to see if there was a movie called Electric Slide that I had never seen. I've never thought the song was funny, but maybe so. Saw so story today. Not sure if it's true that Fendi prints on Nicki Minaj's Fendi capsule collection is sold out already. Again, not sure if it's true, but I do know that my glasses, they're gone. Damn, they sold out already? 
Yeah, you snooze, you lose. That's, <laughs> I, I you didn't set an alarm. I forgot. So there you go. <laughs> and sunglasses are quick to go in these kind of collections. People want them real I bad. I want so. them very bad, but well, not bad enough. Yeah, not bad yes. enough to set an alarm and get ready. Well, the barbs told you, honey, because... <laughs> <laughs> you thought they would be sitting cute on Fendi's website for however long. No, bitch. Ooh, it's going to be some mamas that get a bill. <laughs> about to say the barbs is telling your ass look we're not as broke as you thought i was hundred god damn dollars y'all know better your mama slapped the shit at you Tariq, get your ass go find them little glasses because they're going right back you better still have the box they going right and Tariq, let me know when you mail them shits back honey because i'm (laughs) buying them off you sorry to you and that man um i read this I read that she also says that she regretted tweeting that shit about retiring because A, she's not really retiring. She didn't say that part, but duh. And then she said that it was like insensitive to her fans. She knew that she had songs that were coming out that she had already (laughs) recorded that were features, but she really meant that she was retiring as in she wasn't sure she was releasing her next album. And then she went on to tease her next album. So there you go, girls. Seems as though your doll is in uh, great spirits. And you will certainly get the album that you knew you were going to get. Talking about some she didn't know it was going to be that big of a deal. And that her fans were going to act like that. What? You're going to say that you stubbed your toe. Girl, you And your that. fans would have been like, I have a lighter and I have <laughs> gasoline. Point me to the couch so I can set it ablaze. Exactly. Like, don't act like you didn't know the barbs was going to lose their fucking mind. The thought of not having you no more, sis. Come on. You know how crazy them niggas are because you like to leverage them whenever you need to. <laughs> I mean, so, I enjoy the truth. But, you know, look, the Fendi stuff's all right on now. Congratulations to Nikki. Um, Snoop Dogg was on Howard Stern or something, and he said that he has a professional blunt roller that he, um, he was there with Seth Rogen, and I could honestly listen to Seth Rogen laugh for, like, on an endless loop. But okay. that's besides the point. Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg, who have smoked together numerous times, were discussing the fact that there is a nigga who will just in there, he'll be rolling blunts, not doing much else, saying much else. And whenever it seems like you are in the mood for one, he's just there in time. Wow. With the blunt in front of your face and ready for you. Howard Stern asked Snoop how much you can make with a job like that. Snoop said about 40 to 50 grand a year. So that that got me to thinking like, <laughs> I need a part-time job. A lot of you niggas and bitches out here rolling blunts for new ain't shit niggas for free. <laughs> for free. Okay, you need to be able to live on Sunday with a resume in your back pocket or tucked yes. into your brassiere to pass out to these motherfuckers because it's like, when you think about... <laughs> How busy people must be and how much time, especially <laughs> if you really get down to business. Yeah. How much time you must spend rolling blunts. You probably really could save yourself some time and some stress by having somebody else do it for you and putting them on payroll. So some of y'all who okay. know that you're good at it, okay. you should probably be out here at Free Before 12 Mm. With your information handy. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking you might have to start small so that people, you know, find out about you. Like maybe you roll blunts in the club for like a dollar or something. I don't know. <laughs> because where are you gonna find somebody who smokes enough weed and has it in the budget to pay you like a real salary? King of well, G five Tootsies. 
What's the shit? Starlet. All right. Magic the strip club. City. Okay. Yes. There we go. You correct. Uh, what's the Onyx? <laughs> so if you live in Miami, Atlanta, what are other big stripping cities? I don't know. LA? Houston? Houston. I was going to say Houston, but I don't know about LA. I don't know LA to be a big stripper city. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear so. about that. I don't think Honestly, so. Honestly, it's probably city or state laws that make it that way because Miami, you can just get buck wild, but yeah. booty naked. And every time there's like <laughs> a, like a big weekend and a lot of out of time motherfuckers <laughs> come to the strip club out there, there's always, ne- like, I always see at least one person, male or female, that is jaw dropped they've never seen no shit like this in their life (laughs) and I'd be forgetting oh you can see pussy at the club here right because it's not the same everywhere it's not the same everywhere I went to a strip club in Oklahoma once that was a sad experience (laughs) would not repeat it but yeah if you live in Miami or Atlanta though bitch you need to quit bullshitting you need to set up a fucking Instagram start showcasing your talent the strip club in Oklahoma probably look like the back of a source (laughs) The bag of a what? The Source magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It wasn't even a black strip club. Oof, even worse. I actually don't know if there is a black strip club. (laughs) It was real bad. It was, yeah, it was depressing. It it was a walk in and walk right back out type of situation. I bet. Did not need none of that in my life. I mean, Miami has a few of those too. Mm. I won't put anybody on the list. Okay. But usually next to barbecue places or something like that. Well, well, what were we even talking about? Actually, that's not even true. There's some great strip clubs next to barbecue. Okay. Were we um, talking about strippers? No, we were talking about Snoop Dogg. Oh, right. And his <laughs> uh, professional blunt roller. And yes. what I'm saying is... That's right, yes. A lot of y'all are rolling blunts and you do... Like, I love rolling blunts. I don't even smoke them anymore. And sometimes I will offer to roll somebody a blunt just because of how much I love it. Think about if I were it's to take soothing. my talents yeah. out here into the street with somebody who needs it. Could I could really be really... Be like, it's going to be a side hustle. It really could, though. Like... Niggas just gotta apply themselves. Um, this one, okay. Suge Knight has apparently given the rights to his life and his story <laughs> over to Ray J. This is the the rights to his life story, right? Not to his life, because oh, that just uh, the, yeah, no, the prison already got rights to his right. life. I mean, like, it was the story of his you life. You ain't shit. And his likeness or whatever, I guess. Is I don't know. Ray J some known like biographer? Why would you do this? I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like, do he owe Ray J some money? They said that they Rick have a um, and again, this is from TMZ, which I told you stands for truth, maybe zero. <laughs> But I really hate you. They they say that Suge and Ray J have been friends for decades, and um, probably around the time that that Lil Kim uh, kidnapped Miles. You know that was Um, Dorian's fault. Yeah. Oh my god, that was Dorian's fault, wasn't? Whatever. Did we? This is the second week that that. we talked about. Anyways, um, so they've apparently been friends, and Suge Knight trusts Ray J. With the rights to his life story. And I'm like, based on what? Scooty Scooty bikes? bikes? (laughs) And whatever them... Them glasses? Ray pods were. Whatever them headphones are. Oh. What are they called? Ray-Bans? Ray... Ray Ray-Bans? No, that's the glasses. Ray... God damn it. Now, I won't... I feel like Ray-Pods is probably... I was just going to assume... I thought you were right. Ray-Con. 
Not Raypod. Raypods is better. <laughs> it is. But it's also probably like copyright infringement. Probably. <laughs> so, you know. I don't, you probably just can't even use Pod. <laughs> right. Or even that little lowercase I and then something else. Mm-hmm. Can't do that either. Well, this means that Ray J would be able to use her to create a Suge Knight film, which is apparently already in development, TV show, books, and more. Not only are they apparently making a Suge Knight Death Row film, but a Tupac one, which I feel like we've already gotten five of those that yeah, we didn't need. We, yeah, I don't but know that we need that at all. Certainly Suge Knight wants to tell his side of the story, which I don't need, but... Um, right, that's another thing. I Whatever movie straight to BT... This will surely be a Mona produced VH1 special. <laughs> I think VH1 is lofty because do white people really know who Suge Knight is? Damn, but do white people watch uh, VH1 that much? Okay, not the television programming. You're right. I'm just thinking of like. I mean, I'm sure they watch it loads, but they're definitely but not the not, targeted right, demographic. Not the way we do. Hmm. Yeah, so whatever comes out is definitely going to be slanted in the direction of Suge Knight. Like, there's going to be a lot of glossing over things or making totally. them look better in hindsight because this nigga has been awful. At the end of the day, this nigga is supposed to be in locked up for, like, at least another decade. And yeah. he's trying to make money while he's in there for himself, probably for his family or whatever. I also read that there's talks of Death Row coming back with Ray J running it. Okay. I but it would aqu- require additional investors. Is yeah. Princess Peach? <laughs> this don't make sense. Is now. Princess Love okay with this? We don't have any proof that Ray J can manage e- even his own career, much less a whole ass label. So I mean, bitch. he's doing like in terms of of business successes, he's doing quite. That's well. what I'm saying. Scooty but bikes, music yes. wise, Raycon, sure, but. Albums? Charting? No. <laughs> we don't need Ray J to be in charge of that. Sorry. I just don't. But, I mean, I guess Ray J is at least out on the outside. And so he can get something started while they're waiting on Suge Knight to maybe get out. It's just like, of all people. Seems like you don't really get out early for, for murder, but maybe so. I don't know. Yeah, this is confusing because Ray J, why? I'm just so lost, but I expect to... Uh, mm-hmm. hear more on on that show they be on. Are there isn't theirs on now? I, I don't know. I stopped watching Love and Hip Hop. It's just all oh, bad. It's all bad. And Mona keeps throwing people in my face like I'm supposed to know who they are, and I just <laughs> don't. And I don't care either. I don't give a shit. You the bitch that used to braid Cardi's coochie hair. So go away. Ugh. Uh, some fans are upset with Rihanna for posting a video with her lip gloss and stuff in it while a Chris Brown song plays in the background. Mm. She took to her... I'm not sure if it was Instagram or if it was Twitter, but... Probably both. Yeah, maybe both. And she posted a, a video of her glossy posse lip glosses. Um, and this looks like it's in oh, a pool cute. or a, f- a really rich woman's tub outside. It's something. probably whatever fucking Jacuzzi mansion she's staying at this or... week. <laughs> she probably really did just like, uh, bring me one of all them lip glosses and just sit right uh, on up. Fetch my gloss, sir. Um, <laughs> what? I, I haven't. Why? I'm okay. So listen, <laughs> guys, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, I, I'm just aching. So. 
just posted gang gang just me and my glossy posse at finny beauty and in the background is this chris brown song which i'm not even gonna front i don't know it haven't heard it it's apparently a song with it's a collaboration with her don't know if it's her song or if it's his i'm gonna guess that it's his i can't think of the last time i listened to a chris brown song because yeah. he got these fucking new testament long ass albums and i just like I don't care. my add won't allow me to do it mm-hmm. it just won't but it sounds very chris brownie very melodic and r&b-esque um however for obvious reasons many people are upset about it and um have taken to their own social medias to express their disappointment mm-hmm. <clears throat> here's the thing i i don't have a dog in this fight you know because on one hand i feel like it it's completely plausible and sensible for Rihanna to be in a place where she has moved on from the situation with this nigga, has forgiven this nigga, and likes the song. Yeah. Um, fully has, you know, all of the right to play the song in whichever way she chooses. On the other hand, I feel like it is more than understandable for people, specifically fans of hers, mm-hmm. to be upset by it and to express their ex- that they're expe- upset by it, <coughs> especially since... It's being played in a song where she's promoting a product that she's trying to sell to them. Right. So I feel like people <laughs> that does are make sense. allowed to be like, ooh, girl, not liking this. But the world is still spinning. Right. And I just don't know what yeah. to make I mean, of. I saw it on Instagram and I had to really listen. I was like, is that Chris Brown? I kind of do feel like that is Chris. But then also, like, this is not the first time Rihanna has worked with him since the incident. It's not the first time she's talked about him she got back with him been seen right all that and my issues with chris brown go far beyond how rihanna feels about him like like rihanna (laughs) is not the only woman who has had to press charges on chris brown like she is not the only woman who has had to deal with chris brown and his fuckery and then there's the whole you know constantly getting into shit with different people and fighting and just general dumb niggardry and so it's like there's yeah. a whole lot going on with Chris Brown right that to where you know if Rihanna is, has his music in the background of her Instagram video that's not it's not like the way I feel about Chris is contingent on how Rihanna feels about him right like or how I feel about Rihanna to be honest with you I, or how I, I feel about Rihanna right like I get how everybody I can't really say how everybody feels because there's no actual telling how Rihanna feels I could give you a very good guess just that she don't give a fuck. I mean, right, because it was definitely deliberate. You know, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, she knows what time it is when she right. posted that, which right. would lead me to think, hey, girl, just so you know, don't give a fuck about that. Uh, I listen to Chris yeah. Brown. Um, I <laughs> just feel like, okay, girl, in the same vein, I feel like everybody is. I mean, all that's right, your decision. Probably. Maybe you like Chris Brown's music. I genuinely do not anymore. I like his older stuff, but I have not liked a Chris Brown song in. I can't tell you how long. I can't. I don't. So. No. Every Chris Brown song I think I've heard in the past few years, at least. Because I can't tell you the last album I listened to intentionally. Maybe the one that Royalty. was. I think maybe that was Because I was it. disgusted. I think that was maybe the one I listened to last. But like his last two or maybe three albums, I just haven't even approached him. Because I'm like, 40 songs, girl. <laughs> My brain Ain't, it's not yeah. built for this. I don't even know when he puts out music until you tell me in this studio. So every song I've heard has been because it was like on the radio or I heard it out at somewhere See? or something like that. And I don't that. listen to the radio or go out. So I literally have no chance to hear I it. I ride in lifts more than you do. And sometimes <laughs> oh, I don't no. have my headphones. Oh no, I stopped getting on the train. 
but I always have headphones. Yeah. So I just really, I just really don't listen to his music or care for it. But that is fair as well. I mean, yeah. So like, I do understand. Like you said, I do understand why people would be like, mm, "This yeah. is kind of promoting an abuser," and uh, you know, we don't feel comfortable with that or whatever. I totally get that, but. It's hard for me to boycott Chris Brown any more than I already had. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, all right, sisters, you know, y'all, y'all take up y'all good fight. It just seems like there's people upset with her for her choice to not be as angry yeah. as they are, I guess. Well, I and guess. you know, so the thing about this is when you go through something like domestic abuse and it's so public and you have like that kind of incident, I remember Rihanna saying that she didn't want to be the the girl who got beat up. Who you know, knows? like she didn't want she didn't want to be like the the face of domestic violence. And I can really understand that. And so it's kind of like, you know, some of you may relate because you also had a similar experience with somebody you were dating and so you feel, you know, this sort of weird fucked up sisterhood with me, like which I get. But at the same time, I cannot claim to represent you and how you feel because we're two totally different people. And I don't even know who the fuck you are. And so however I'm dealing with my trauma and, you know, however I decide that I'm going to act publicly or privately or whatever else, it can't really be representative of you because she never claimed to be that. So y'all just going to have to let that lady process and live the way she does. And and you do the same for yourself. Some of the girls are upset with Franklin Ocean. Some of them are confused. Oh, Lord. C- color me confused. As soon as I saw it was called prep, I was like, what in the fuck is going on? So I was headed to Atlanta last week to do a screening for Watchmen. And as I was headed out there, a friend of mine sent me a text. It was like, oh, Frank Ocean is having this party or whatever. And I saw that it was called Prep Plus. Mm-hmm. And I looked at some of the verbiage included in the, the, the promotion or whatever of it. And I thought to myself, is Frank Ocean having a sex party? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did. And, uh, yeah, I can see why. Because, like, a Prep Plus party? This sounds like... <laughs> Because I'm like, on one end, that sounds sickening. On it the sounds other like end, there will be meds and condoms everywhere. It's like, why would he be? Why is that happening? It's not even that I wouldn't believe that Frank Ocean would have a sex party. I just wouldn't believe it would be so publicly promoted. <laughs> I feel like, right. It feels like it's about Frank Ocean. It feels like you get that through text. Unless he was like, G-chat exactly. If something. it was if it was that kind of party, we there would have never been no press release or nothing. Like We would have just never known. But I was intrigued to go because I thought at the very least it would be super gay and a spectacle. Mm. Oh, of course you were invited. Um, No, I wasn't invited. Like I said, somebody had just told me about it because it was literally on Instagram. All right. I I didn't even know this nigga had an Instagram page until two days ago or whenever they told me, Thursday. Um, So, yes, Prep Less is the party and it was like described as... This party that's supposed to represent what it would have been like in the 80s or like the height of the AIDS crisis in the gay community if if they had prep back then. What? Right? That's what it was about? That's how it was described. Like, what would it have been like back then mm-hmm. if prep were available to the cult, to the community? Um, a, a lot more people alive. Isn't that basically where that Life? where that goes? Again, so do you see why people... So is there fucking at the party or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's why 
God. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What's going on? <laughs> okay. So, nigga, by the time I landed in Georgia, I'm like, Frank is absolutely... <laughs> Like, having a party, this is probably in promotion of something that he's getting ready to do, right? Mm-hmm. Party happens a day later. Uh, he's got some new song out called DHL, which I haven't even listened to. But he's got, like, a radio channel or whatever on Beats now. Or oh, yeah. Like, Blonded Radio? Yeah. He's I don't know been if it's going to be an it. ongoing th- Oh, okay. Well. It came out when Blonde came out. Okay, so for clarity, I haven't really... Been involved in anything Frank Ocean related in years. Like I haven't listened yeah. to Blonde. I didn't listen to this new song, and I didn't listen to Blonde when it came out <sighs> because there was such a long um, lead up to it that was mm-hmm. full of of hype yeah. and all of this dramatic shit. So when it dropped, I was like, I can't listen to this right now because if it's not good, I'm gonna be so disappointed. Mm. If I don't like it, it doesn't even have to not be good. If it's too different or if it's not, you know, whatever, if I'm not ready for it, like, I'm gonna let this cool down and listen to it when yeah. it's whatever. I just never did. And so I don't even feel like listening to this before I listen to that. I'm just like... Yeah, I didn't care for Blonde. There's a couple songs I still play, like Pink and White I still really love, but... Is Chanel on that album? I f- yeah, the See on Both Sides like Chanel song. That's the only one yeah. I listen to. So I'll, I mean, I'll go back to it because I've done that before I revisited albums and been like, oh, this was way better than I thought. Right. So maybe now that we're so far removed from the hype and all that, I'll feel diff- differently about it. But I, at first it just was not for me. So... um. So Frank apparently did an interview where he said something about how he's like really into house music. (laughs) Come through, precious Jesus. (laughs) He told W Magazine, I've been interested in club and the many different iterations of nightlife for music and songs. And so the things I look at. Now I have a lot to do with those scenes, Detroit, Chicago, techno, house, French, electronic, and so on. So this told me that Frank Ocean is trying to make music for sick, like circuit parties. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not interested. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but a lot of the criticisms from the party itself, from those who went, was that it was overwhelmingly white, which to that I say, duh. Like, nigga, what the f- this is Frank Ocean we're talking about, okay? Have you been to like a Rolling Loud, nigga? When's the- Meek Mill got mm-hmm. white people coming out by the, the truckload. That's so, true. Yeah. I don't know what you thought a Frank Ocean gate house party right. thing was going to But who was it? Was there an invite list or could people buy tickets? No, I think this was like an invite thing. See, so then that's something else. Like, but I see still, what you're saying, but why would there be overwhelmingly white people invited? It's Frank Ocean. But I mean, when I when I hear Frank Ocean, I don't think Todrick Hall. Like, it don't seem like it would be. When I hear Kendrick Lamar, I don't think Todrick Hall. Right, but like, but yeah, still, when I go to the damn tour, I'm surrounded by Tad and Molly. The girls come out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. What I'm saying is I'm I would not be shocked that a Frank Ocean prep party was overwhelmingly white when most rap concerts I go to now are overwhelmingly white. Okay, I mean, and I see that point. It just seems to me like because you couldn't buy tickets to this, that means that, you know, the publicist or whoever put together. But then you would think that Frank Ocean is just surrounded by niggas, which I don't believe. Oh, okay. Well, see, I don't know too much about he announced the whole bisexual or gay or whatever his queer identity and then I basically didn't hear nothing from him. he was dating that white boy for a while and I just haven't seen him Go since figure. then so oh oh damn 
okay, you know what? I said it out loud and then I realized. <laughs> like, I'm lost. I don't I'm like, understand no, why anybody's no, confused about it. You're right. Now I, like, I literally had to say it out loud to be like, bitch, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why I just never really thought about it, but yeah. Okay, you're right. Never mind. I still love Frank as an artist. I think that Frank is sexy. Um, and if you want to have your your <laughs> fucking parties, then you can go for it, honey. You know what I mean? I understand that that's part of the culture as well. It's just part I'm not interested in. Yeah. You know, like, even I though it's like... No, this is just... The super gay electronic parties are... You have to be in a mood for that. Okay. For me, you know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. the music at a party to me is like at least 70% of Absolutely. you know what Absolutely. makes the party. And I'm not interested in like there's and here's the thing. There's like Chicago, like traditional Chicago house that was like created by the community and completely lifted up by black people. Uh-huh. Um and the same thing can be said for Detroit and like a couple of actual black and specifically black Latino uh, gay communities. And that is so different than what mm. you hear in white gay clubs now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so I can tolerate like some old school Midwest house. You know what I mean? But this shit today with these fucking Swedish DJs <laughs> mixing some shit around with cocaine in their... I, I don't need it. I hate at it. At that point, I just want to see pecs and give me a drink and I'm just existing to look at some sexiness. But... Yeah, I can't abide white gay clubs. At least the, in black ones, the music is good. But white gay clubs, I just them. can't go. Don't, don't the ones, give all of them. The parties y'all take me to. Okay. <laughs> Not, I, I don't just be wandering in on my lonesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, know. But, some yeah. white spaces, you know, I've been to some clubs before that are predominantly white, or at least that's what like brings it in. And then sometimes you have a DJ that comes in and is allowed and doesn't give a fuck to play some dub shit. And the thing is, like, white gays that come out, I've noticed, and this is maybe just my uh, observation, most of the time don't give a fuck about what they're listening to. Mm. it's like the prejudiced ones are like yeah. I don't want to hear that they don't give a fuck they can't they dance no way up, you know what I'm right. saying so it's like that's a, a why <laughs> all of that stuff is great anyway because you don't really need rhythm all you no. have to do is sort of just sway side to side that is true but you really could play whatever because they I, it feels like to me they're more there to flirt make connections yes. and or just have a good time with their friends and so this it doesn't so really true. matter what they're listening to so you could still fucking play yes Nikki or Cardi or for whoever the Earth Gang nigga, I don't know. Like you could because they're still like that's so true. Yeah, as long as they're making eye contact with the person that they just messaged on Grinder, they are Gucci. So I don't even understand why we have so much of this issue. But again, there's a time and place for that, and there are some people who specifically like those beats that we hate. It's not that there's no place for that at all. Some people really do like that kind of shit, and it seems to me that that is what Frank Ocean is headed towards. They were like. Besides this new song that he put on his playlist or whatever on Apple, there are two songs that he, I guess, teased at the party that are already remixed. Like, he played, like, the club remix to songs that it seems we haven't heard yet. Okay. Whatever. <clears throat> so, go for it, hon. All right. Um, another criticism the party got was that it was not only overwhelmingly white, it wasn't very queer. There are loads of straight people. What? Straight DJs. According, I wasn't there. I'm just reading someone at, out Mikkel's. I don't know if the, your name is Michael Street or Mikkel Street, but 
Um, okay, white is one thing. This but person, <laughs> right? Because I told you, I thought at least it would be super gay. Yes, and I thought I would see maybe you know like niggas with lime green dreads and like seven foot tall yeah. Swedish bitches yes. roller skating around. I thought it would be like weird and super gay and like thumping music. Like I was I, thinking drag racy. This just sounds like a pop up. <laughs> With Frank Ocean's friends. So it was just a bunch of media outlets invited? It sounds like it was just a whole bunch of niggas there for a Frank Ocean party, which is like, you know, like, again, there there were more complicated criticisms. Like, a lot of people were kind of offended by the whole premise of the party. And, like, some people sort of accused him of, like, erasing the... Erasing the the HIV positive <laughs> people and the people who allied around them during the 80s and so on mm-hmm. that were so because obviously like the epidemic and a lot of the people dealing with it were a huge part of the movement in the first place. Right. So a lot of people were kind of offended by the whole idea of it. Um, and there were other like more weighted criticisms. To me, it just seemed like it was an underwhelming party that probably should have just been named something else. Well, but, well there you go. There is that. There you go. There was prep merch. Okay. See, no. <laughs> um, apparently, there was no sponsorship. There was no educational tie-in to prep or how mm. it works. So you really not only could have called it something else, but should have called it something it else. It sounds that way, yeah. You would have escaped all this criticism if you didn't tie in the HIV AIDS epidemic <laughs> in the 80s and this life-saving medication. You could have just had a party. You could have called it Channel Rainbow and just invited all the white straight Channel. people you wanted. I'm just saying, like, you could have literally done anything else. Our Channel Gray. <laughs> anything else? What is this? <sighs> uh, okay. Should have been a sex party, Frank. I mean, I say all this, and yet Channel Orange to me is an incredibly perfect album, and I still I stay it's in it this day, to this day. Fantastic. I love Frank Ocean. Yeah. If this is about to be what it sounds like it is to me, I don't want to listen to it. But I do still... <laughs> I, do, I don't <laughs> like all of that you know what I'm saying <sighs> fucking this German DJ remix version of some shit like and sometimes I bump into a couple of those and they do sound good but for the most part I don't need it so if that's where he's going and it sounds like it is I'm not interested but Frank Ocean as an artiste mm-hmm. I still enjoy and yeah. Channel Orange is great as well as Nostalgia Ultra Nostalgia Ultra is really good too but I feel like Channel Orange is just perfect and like, maybe one day I'll listen to Blonde and be like, oh, okay, I'll kind of see. It's like a seat at the table for me. It's, it's like, really, really it's good. It's like, this is just so fucking solid. And it came at a great time. It did. It came in, oh God, in my life, so much shit was happening when that album came out. Like, as soon as I hear it, it takes me back to that job I had at Black Enterprise and being too broke to even afford to dress according to the dress code and just being incredibly stressed out every single day. Huh. Anyway, yeah, now takes me back, and yeah, and now we're here. I'm gonna try blonde again, though. See if I feel any different. Yeah, we'll adjust that thing off and go ahead and listen to it. See how I feel about that. Mm. Oh, and I do want to. Are we about to wrap up the hot topics? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was about to say before we go, I wanted to say congratulations to Amber Riley because yep. she just wrapped uh, the little shop of horrors that they were doing at the Pasadena Playhouse. I went and saw it when I was in LA. Last weekend, and it was so good. Of course, Amber sings her fucking ass off. And mm-hmm. I had texted her. I was like, are you performing anywhere this weekend? Because I'll be there. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm in this musical. And I guess she thought I was bullshit. 
bullshit and it wasn't really gonna come, bitch, I turned around and bought the ticket like the very next minute because if Amber Riley is singing, I want to be in the building. Yeah. And it was just really good, really well done, very cute. I liked it a lot, which is new for me because I usually do not like Little Shop of Horrors. I saw it when I was I young love and Shop it horrified me like it was supposed to. Right. So have always been afraid of it but this one was really cute and MJ Rodriguez played Audrey Mm -hmm. she was so good in it it was just really adorable really well done I liked it a lot and I just wanted to say congrats to Amber because she killed that shit and now she's gonna be working on Little Mermaid you know I see you friend stay booked and busy that's right girl All right. well that is it for the Hot Tops this week we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna be right back hey y'all there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says good things come to those who wait but that's only part of it the full quote is Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. <laughs> Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts we are back and it is now time for the listener letters send your questions to ask the gmail.com we may just read them aloud on air um you remember a few weeks ago we had a letter from uh rachel who is a bisexual girl her stud girlfriend broke up with her And she was like not into the bisexual thing. And she said, you know, she stayed even though she had all these reasons not to like trust issues and being broke and all all these other things happening. So anyway, Rachel emailed us back and she said a few weeks and a few therapy sessions later, here (coughs) I am. Three days after our initial breakup with her tearing me down about my bisexuality and how no one would want a confused person, my mom decided to share her sentiments on the situation. She blamed me, also citing confusion in Bible verses, as the reason for my breakup. Wow. This definitely did not help with the fact that I was feeling like shit. I am currently <coughs> living with my mom for the next month until my remodeled apartment is ready. 
Oh, girl, these events coupled with me coming off birth control and other personal stuff have really taken a toll on me mentally. I ended up spiraling into a state of depression and I still have moments where I stumble. Even in the midst of all this, I expressed to the stu- <laughs> I expressed to stud sis that if she could just give me a little room to slurp myself out, we could move forward working together on our relationship, which was foolish. Apparently, I wasn't moving fast enough for her. Either, maybe if she had started going to therapy like I requested, instead of doing everything the fuck else, she could focus on that instead of how long it was taking me to, quote, get over my pride and forgive her. She ended up calling it quits when she got mad over the conversation around her spending Thanksgiving with me, even though it's still a month and a half away. I was willing to work it out with her, but me at my lowest was too much for her to handle. It's crazy how you can treat someone the way you would like to be treated, but the moment you treat them how they've been treating you, it's a problem. Well, I'm continuing therapy to work through my issues. It's work, but necessary to balance things going on in my life. I'm thankful I have a strong support system like my sister and best friend to keep me level. Thank you for taking the time to read my letter. Love, Rachel. Well, Rachel, oh, you're Rach. welcome. Um... <clears throat> I I hope you keep going in the therapy because it's it's going to help you unpack not only that relationship, but what happened in your life that led you to accepting that and staying in it even when you knew you needed to leave. It's really unfortunate that you have to like deal with the back and forth. And um, I super feel for bisexual people in that regard because... I feel like it is very common what is referred to as by erasure. Oh, I yeah, believe definitely is of this. Like I, many of us are kind of accustomed to, or we expect for um, older generations, specifically family members and and close friends or whatever, <laughs> even to reject um, our queerness in whatever sense. But right. then for queer people within the community to also like lob you back at them and basically be like oh well you're confused bitch and you da 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 first like that is crazy ridiculous and then the ain't nobody gonna want you like wait a fucking minute just actually plenty of people will just because you have an issue with me being bisexual does not mean everybody else feels that same way all that the stud was going through was insecurity of her own To not be able to satisfy you fully. And putting that um, on you. And projecting that on you as yeah. a negative thing that you're going through rather than just acknowledging that you're on a different, you're just in a different seat mm-hmm. in terms of this whole LGBT thing. <clears throat> LGBTQIAB, everything. Okay, I don't even know what the rest of it is. It's so long now. That's why I just say queer. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong. The stress is completely understandable, the annoyance and all that stuff. But yeah, therapy and yeah. Um, I don't know, listening to pro pro woman monologues. Mm-hmm. That will help. Um, personally, I like Trina's first album. A classic. So you can start there. That's but right. Whatever you want to do. Quick reminder, City Girls with Trina. Okay. Um, all right. So, somebody so training today. There would be no city girls without training. That's, that's so true. I mean, they know it. Yeah, you know, no, everyone, everybody. Yeah, to, you just went to say it out loud again. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. So, somebody else has a question here for you about the UFC 229 Khabib. Nermagomedov. Nermagomedov. Good enough. Okay. I didn't even try. Nermagomedov. I mm-hmm. hope I said that right. Conor McGregor fight. Did you see it? 
Um, so I never actually saw it when it happened. I wasn't a UFC fan at the time. Okay. But I have seen why it is infamous. So if you would like to know well, if I have witnessed why you're asking, yes. Yeah, this person says it's one of my all time favorite moments in white on white crime. Mm, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so now I feel like I have to see it. So it's like they had a fight. To... Yeah, I was going to say, they want to know your thoughts. They went on all into their thoughts, but they want to know yours. They're two very um, infamous fighter. I think Khabib is Russian. And Conor McGregor is, I want to say, Irish. Oh, I didn't know he was white. Damn. You didn't know Conor McGregor was white? I didn't know Khabib Nurmagomedov was white. Oh, yeah. He does look like one of them, like, spicier white folk. That no, is... I was just going off the name. I thought he was some shade of brown. That's why I was trying to get oh, his name right. That's fair, too, I guess. Not bad. But that last name is super not. <laughs> I don't know how to I'm, say oh, it. Oh, but... you're right. Anyway, Conor McGregor is, like, a huge dick. Like, a huge, <laughs> like, a terrible person. Okay. And I guess there was, like, a ton of... of um. Like hype and media presence around this fight. Cause you know, that's another thing I really like about boxing and, and MMA or UFC or whatever is that you kind of, since it's like a one on one thing, it's like rather than having a favorite team, you're really like throwing a ton of fandom behind one person. Mm. And so when they're going to fight another person, there is this hype around it, but then they also kick shit at each other. And that's part of it. And it's just super dramatic and extra and mm. fun. But Conor McGregor being a like, and then think about people like Floyd Mayweather and like a lot of other boxers. It's like that whole, I feel like I find it to be similar. Similar, a lot of fighters in that cadence of like, I'm the prettiest motherfucker in this room. Oh, okay, yes. I'll whoop anyone of y'all. It's do. very that in places. Okay. Which is also very entertaining. But yeah, Conor McGregor is a huge asshole. I believe he lost the fight and then um, Khabib, like at the end, hopped out, like out of the gate or out, he hopped out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And. A brawl broke out, I guess, between him and oh, members of McGregor's team. And niggas was getting so jumped. And it just looked so great. <laughs> so much fun <laughs> to watch, to watch. Probably not for people involved. Do you do you know who won? Or? Um, uh, Khabib won. Oh, okay. So that's why everybody is so happy about it. I think. Hmm. Did he? Pretty sure he beat you know, I don't know. Conor McGregor's ass in that fight. Okay, well, yeah, this was uh, some whiteness that I did not understand, but I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, McGregor lost. Okay, good. And then my nigga was like, and while we're at it, (laughs) I got some shit I've been feeling about that bitch over there as well. (laughs) And then all hell broke loose. In fact, (sighs) I, um, after watching that clip, looked up like, UFC post brawls. There are a lot of good ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. It gets spicy. I really don't like, you know, fighting. So I love it. But you do- especially because it has ba- it has, you know, bounds. Rules and are there do's rules? and don'ts. People yeah, there's be stuff you can't fully do. bloody though. I mean, well, yeah, people get bloody in boxing too. Oh, they got I way more that rules. Neither. I don't look at that. Neither. It's Mm-mm. just honest. You know, it's getting right to it. There's no it. bullshitting. No. It's my fists and your fists, my knees and elbows and feet and yours. Only one of us is coming out of here. Oh, Lord. Okay. Plus, the UFC game is fantastic. EA is a terrible company, but the game is great. 
Okay. Yep. I'm just pretending to know what these words mean. All mm-hmm. right. Next letter comes from uh, Patricia, who says, Hey, Pat. My husband and I have Everybody got on. an aunt, Pat. You got an aunt, Pat? Everybody. I think a great aunt. Either yeah. a great aunt or that a counts. fake aunt. That counts. I got, oh, Lord. The fake aunts make up a lot of the... I think Everybody aunts are got honestly it. the best aunt. They are, because they're the realest. Yeah, when you think about it, your play aunt is always way better than your real aunt. Woo, man. Okay, I mean, I'm actually not even going to get into all that. But <laughs> yes, so Pat says, my husband and I have fallen on tough times financially, and we got into it a few weeks ago about him spending unnecessary amounts of money. Recently, I found out he spent even more money to get his iPad fixed, <laughs> an iPad he has not used in five whole years. <laughs> I brought it up to him and he just kind of brushed it off like it wasn't a big deal. And he justified it by saying there are pictures of his dead mama on the iPad. So I let it go. You can just. Yesterday, we were traveling (laughs) home from a family vacation and my phone died. I asked to borrow his so I could text my mother and tell her that we made home safe. However, in his text threads, I noticed an attachment message from his own phone number. Oh. I clicked it because duh and lo and be fucking hold. There are videos from the aforementioned iPad. And guess what they were? His mama? No. That would be too much like, right? You guessed it. There were three videos of his ex-girlfriend sucking his dick and taking (gasps) back shots. The scandal. Now, I know myself and how I like to, I just find it funny how a nigga to death. So I kept it cute and decided to go another route. My question is, should I bring it up in a conversation so he can feed me some lie about how he wanted to show his homeboys? Should I take his phone while he's asleep and play it on our Bluetooth speaker to wake him up? That's should I send one. myself the videos My suggestion was and edit it to similar to that. <laughs> mm. Or should I sneak and delete the videos to hurt his dumb ass feelings? That way, when he goes to enjoy them later, they will have, they will have been obliterated and he will have to cry himself to sleep instead. Please help, Patricia. I was actually going to suggest, like, if you have, like, an Apple TV, if you have one of those TVs that, like, you can mirror the, the yeah. screen or something, absolutely get access to those videos. And whenever the game is on or when it's something that y'all maybe watch together, yeah. oh, come on, bet, let's watch that. And then you just hit play. Yep. And be like, so glad we spent $800 to fix the <laughs> iPad so you could get them videos of so your you dead could, mama. So here's the thing. That's why I'm pissed. How dare you? This is why you should be leaving this nigga. No, don't leave him. <laughs> file for a divorce because... No, it's not that bad. But it no, is, it isn't. It is stank It's and really awful. bad. Because, you know, first of all, you're saving sex tapes with you and your ex. Right. So that's bad enough. And we but are on that, struggling right now. Right. And we're struggling right now. But then you spent money to fix the iPad so that you could keep the porn. Mm-hmm. You lied to me about it. And your dumb ass didn't need to spend no money on the first place if you wanted these flicks. <laughs> Nigga, you can email them to yourself. Airdrop mm-hmm. them if it's... Because uh, I don't know if iPads had airdrop five, five years ago or whatever. I mean, can I you just update so. them? Well, I don't know. Maybe it just wouldn't turn on at all. You could have spent, I don't know, $15, I don't know what $20 happened, on no. one of those little adapters, mm-hmm. hooked it up to your computer. There are so many ways you could have gotten those videos off of that yeah. iPad without spending $800 right. on it. So, like, I'm pissed because A, you lied. <laughs> B, you lied so that you could keep sex tapes with your ex in it. Mm-hmm. And C, you didn't have to spend this money that we need anyway. I should punch you in your throat. I just can't believe you lied on your dead mama. What else have you put on your <laughs> dead mama? <laughs> <laughs> that is and so fucked up. I didn't up. even get around to Big Mama. <laughs> that is so fucked 
fucking wrong. Little niggas ain't shit. Wow. Yeah, you gotta you gotta show him out of nowhere that you know exactly what the fuck he did. So yeah, airdrop them videos to yourself, and then. Ooh, I don't know. You don't want to do it in a public place because you don't want everybody else to know that your man is just fucking stupid. <laughs> I love being like the level of petty that I am. And I'm not like that far into pettiness mm-hmm. because, you know, it's sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I could just walk in it. When that nigga, like, if you cook I just for him, something terrible. Yes. What is it? When you cook for him, when what? You cook for him. Okay. And he's waiting on his plate. Okay. You just bring him that plate. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> With a blown up phone. I knew you was gonna play. say a still. I knew it. A little bit of parsley on the side of it. <laughs> just sprinkle a little lorries over the picture. Put it on the plate with some parsley and just be like, eat up. Oh man. Try a little something different tonight. I hope you like it. I would be I would wait till we were in the car or something together and just be scrolling on my phone like I'm looking at Instagram. And then I would say, Oh babe, look. Your sister posted this video of your mama. Maybe it's one of the ones you got off of your iPad. And he'd be like, oh, or whatever. It'd be like, you know, look at this video your sister posted. And then you play it and it is him nutting all over some bitch's back. Isn't that crazy? You must have sent him to her after you got it off the iPad. Remember the iPad that you said you had to spend all that money to fix because it had videos of your dead mama on it? Speaking like, you just gave me another good. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually great Woo! to be like, so I was thinking, you know, like, I thought maybe we could get, like, we could do like a scrapbook or something for your mama or something like that. Yes. And so I went to the iPad and I got some of those pictures. I found some really good ones. Yes. But like, don't, un- like, don't say nothing yet. Yes. So like, I found some really good ones in the iPad. Just look at his face. And so I'm working on it. I'm working on it and I'm going to show it to you when it's ready. Okay. I think you're going to like it. And really, I and think I just should just. leave him for like a week. I'm going <laughs> to. Just, and, and keep reminding him it's coming along great babe like tell him you're going to make enough copies of this digital presentation <gasps> for the whole family to have one oh my god and that you'll give it to everybody at thanksgiving and you're so glad you got the chance to get all that media off the ipad because it yes. really is going to complete the project and if he has any sense he'll be like all right so clearly you know <laughs> And so, He's not okay, let me that. just, I, let, I'm in trouble. So let's just have it. He's not going to do that. <laughs> no, his dumb ass is going to try to go back to the iPad and delete him like you ain't already seen him. He's going <laughs> to slowly back out of the room and run and be like, I do got some pictures of my mama here. I'm sure I got some pictures of my mama. <laughs> so make that nigga yes, sweat it out. make him sweat, girl. <laughs> I know I would. You got to drag that nigga for this. This is way too You buying me something nice at the end of this. That's super foul. <laughs> oh, wait. He can't because y'all having fucking money troubles. And, and the nigga just spending, spending $800 so that he can watch his fucking ex-girlfriend's pussy getting fucked. For some on nudes. On this five-year-old iPad. These nudes are at least three years old. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Niggas. Oh, that's another thing. When you get the video... Go into the info and look at the date it was recorded. Make sure that shit happened you can't before do that. y'all got together. You can't yes, do that. but niggas, see, niggas don't think about that. The it, date's right there. It is. Mm-hmm. If you just look for it, it's, it's like literally right there. Right there on yep. it, so you it sure is. Oh, yeah, good luck to you, girl. I would be so mad. <laughs> like, really, your mama, nigga? I would literally Woo. be 
throwing things. <laughs> because you knew that if you brought up your dead mama, I was automatically going to let it go. You knew that. Why? <laughs> Why are men? Don't, don't let you have some siblings because I'm telling them. <sighs> okay. Let me tell you what let Rufus me. put on y'all's mama. <laughs> His name is Rufus. You're right. That oh, is, is it? No. What? Of oh. course not. Are you kidding? <laughs> Nobody's name. Okay, never mind. A lot of niggas is named Rufus. That's true. But no. I mean, her name Pat. Huh. Well, you know, I changed that one as well. So, oh. okay. okay. Yes, that's right. All right. Our, hmm. Should we do another one? Or is I mean, enough? my read is like four sentences long. So, mm, if you okay. want to go and fluff it out. All right. So, this last one comes from Latasha, who says, Oh, I just got my computer to pull back up. So, I'll do it off of there instead of my phone. Okay. I'm recently married and in my late 20s. I've been with my husband since I was 21. I love him very much and we are generally happy. We have some issues where we don't see eye to eye, but we've been able to compromise and we work very well as a team. My problem is that I have recently developed a crush on one of my close girlfriends. Uh This is my first serious girl crush. I've always been attracted to women, but I've never dated one. I've kissed a couple of women before and have fingered a girl when we were both drunk. But I never thought of myself as anything other than straight. My eyes skipped right over that sentence when I first read this. (laughs) But I have never thought of myself as anything other than straight. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, This is mostly due to my traditional religious upbringing that (laughs) forced me to repress these feelings. I have just now come to terms with the fact that I am definitely into both men and women. My husband is aware of my attraction to women, although we've never put a label on it. We have always explicitly believed in monogamy. And I'm even opposed to threesomes because I would be worried thanks to all the horror stories I've heard from other people. I'm beginning to feel like because of my crush on my friend, I'm missing out on being with or having a full sexual experience with another woman. I also feel like my attraction to my friend is disrespectful to my marriage. Should I distance myself from the friend and focus on my marriage or should I take a break from my husband to explore? (laughs) Bitch. Help, Latasha. I will never be... It'll never cease to amaze me that married people write into our chronically single asses about their problems. That will just, I'll never get it, but. I'm going to tell you to take a break from your husband to go and explore without your husband. No, no. Which I wouldn't understand. Right. You definitely are going to have to talk to him about the fact that you feel like you're missing out on this experience that you never had. Like, I think you have to be honest with him about it. Maybe he is down to have a threesome. Many men are. And then you can, if that's something that you want to do. If not, then I would definitely say you need to consider distancing yourself from your friend if you actually treasure your marriage and believe that you would do something to jeopardize it with this friend or anybody the fuck else. However, if yeah. you got a crush that's going to be a crush that's just like every time you're around this per this poor... <laughs> Every time, because I was going to say pussy next. Every time that you're around this person, your pussy get a little moist. Then, you know what I mean? That's okay. Lots of people have friends that they have crushes on and it just mm. stays a crush. But if you think something could happen, then yeah. you got to be mindful of that and honest about that moving forward. I don't think there would even be anything wrong with going to your husband and being like, so I have a crush on this girl and I don't know what to do and yeah. I feel bad about it. Talk to him about it. 
just see where the conversation goes. It's not like you would be introducing him to your bi-ness or whatever for the first time because you said he already knows that. So Right. And I mean, if you can't talk to the person you're married to about, you know, the fact that you are attracted to somebody else and it's like causing you some concern, then who can you talk to about it? Like, it seems like y'all don't have a very good marriage if you can't come to him about shit that you're going through. I mean, if this was a man that you had a crush on, I'd probably tell you to just, you know, keep that shit to yourself. Okay, yes. I think I feel differently about it because it is with another woman and you feel like you have never really allowed yourself to get into women. There's more depth to it besides just being yeah. attracted okay, to Okay, that's person. true. That's true. So I think that you could talk to your your spouse, your husband about the situation and be honest with them. If, again, to me, that's only if you really want to continue being friends with this person, but you feel like something could happen. Mm-hmm. To, that's me. That's my yeah. personal opinion. If you're afraid you're about to finger this bitch because y'all get drunk too or something like that, <laughs> then maybe, you know what I'm saying, skip the next brunch, <laughs> next Sunday fun day or whatever, yeah. and do some self-evaluation. I mean, and tell her why too. Don't just ghost her and have her wonder why oh, you're yeah. not friends with her no more. Yeah. Tell her like, unfortunately, I think you're so fine, so fine that I would like to cheat on my husband with you, so I have to like chill. <laughs> she should understand that. I might be old too. I mean, listen, that's direct and to the point. <laughs> that gets it done and you don't have to pussy for the... <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I just think, uh, Latasha, that you are going to continue to come up against this. Like, even if you get over this crush with this one woman, there will be another one. Yep. Because you are... That's true. Because you are wondering about... Like, you've always had this attraction to women and you really want to fulfill it. So I think you're going to have to talk to your husband about the logistics of that. And see if he's, you know, open to to letting you figure something like that out. And maybe y'all will have to get comfortable with the idea of threesomes. Because I can't imagine me allowing my spouse to sleep with somebody else if I'm not a part of it as well. I really can't. I don't think I'll ever be like one for polyamory. Mm-mm. I really don't think so. Different strokes for different folks. That's right. But best of luck to you because this is a hard situation to be in. I just think you're going to keep coming up against it until you... <laughs> get into it like i mean you fingered a girl and you still only ever considered yourself straight that's going a bit far kiss fine a lot of you hoes have kissed other women but fingering you know things progress to get to the point of fingering so best of luck to you as you figure things out and hopefully you and your husband can come up with something that works for the both of y'all all right that wraps up the questions this week send yours to ask the gmail.com we'll be right back Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. 
When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. All right. So it's time for the read. It is. So I really don't have one um, at all. As I said, I'm exhausted. Um, So on that note, I was not uh, prepared (laughs) mentally or emotionally to deal with WeWork's bullshit today. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck was going on today. Elevators fucking give me anxiety as it is i'm impatient i really don't like any situation that involves waiting but out of the three i just already think that their elevator system is stupid because rather than getting onto the fucking car and pressing the button for the floor you're going to and then going you have to find a keypad and then hit the floor you're going to and then it tells you what fucking elevator to get on even though there was only one goddamn elevator working (laughs) Out of the three. So guess which one I'm getting on? We work that one, bitch. And so when I get there, there is like a crowd of no less than 15 people standing there, including a pregnant woman. So I'm like, all right, clearly I'm not getting on this motherfucker. But yeah, I wasn't sure at first if this motherfucker was just busy at the time or what was going on. But everybody gets on and I'm literally like the, 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 like the one person that wouldn't fit. You know, like I was like, it just cut off right in front of me. I'm like, okay, cool. So I sit there for an additional 20 minutes, possibly longer, waiting for this fucking elevator to come back down. And it wasn't until like another minute or so after that first one left that I was like, oh, this is why all you niggas was standing down here. Because that is the only fucking elevator that's working. So I had to stand down in that motherfucking lobby for an extra damn near half hour waiting for the fucking elevator to come back down. Not to mention, then other people are coming and standing by the elevator within this time frame. Some of them niggas had only been standing there for like five minutes. Now, another thing that gives me anxiety in waiting situations is when I'm surrounded by other people who are visibly and audibly agitated by waiting. Like, we're all, like, sweetie... Do you have to go somewhere? I'm so shocked because guess what? Me too. We all hate this girl. Like none of us are having a good time, sis. None of us. So when you are out here, uh, 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 oh my Godding and all that stuff, you're just making me more frustrated because now I have to wait and listen to your motherfucking ass who's only been standing here five minutes to my 20. So suck it up. Woo! So that's really all that I had to say today. Um... <laughs> We work, it is called We Work, not We Stand, not We Hang Around. I don't know what the not fuck we was parlay. happening today, but y'all had the whole damn building reduced to one elevator. Aren't they broke? Aren't they like bankrupt or something? How? I mean, I think, um, yes, but um, one of the PAs told me that I think some Japanese company is buying them out. So they're going to be magically saved. They better put that money to good use and start with fucking <laughs> real elevators that actually work. And then I went to the white man that was sitting up at the front and I was like, sir, where's the staircase? There isn't one on this side. Huh? That's not a fire so, hazard. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> right. Because if 
if a fire breaks out on this bitch, exactly what are we supposed to do? Run over to some other side of the building? What if the fire's over there? Shouldn't there be... <laughs> it would have honestly taken you way less time to just climb the stairs to our office than, than to fuck around. To just scale elevator. the side of the building yeah. and crawl through an open window. Mm-hmm. So that's really it. Huh. Well, I'm sorry, friend. I was also stuck downstairs for a long time, but that's because the person who was coming down to get me also could not get downstairs because the whole fucking building was using one elevator. So I was like, I just knew that I was coming to have an actual positive outlook. Like I thought I was going to walk into the office for once and just be like, oh, I feel fine today. Yeah. But the devil had other plans, as he always does. <laughs> so fuck that. That's oh, okay. Well, I'm going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. And I wanted to read this one because we're getting into the fall now. It's officially cool in New York City, which is breaking my heart. Because <sighs> I just don't even want to think about it. Winter fucking cometh. And this is just a great little reminder. So Danielle says, I wanted to share a read or maybe a PSA or a little bit of both. I'm not trying to be shady because I didn't grow up around babies or little kids, but I'm learning and hopefully I can help somebody else with this too. But people, please ask before you start kissing up on babies and toddlers. Excuse me? Ask the parents or caregivers before you start kissing babies on their hands, faces, feet, whatever. Y'all just, just walk up to ask. people's babies and kiss they them? They do. People and I will not, literally fight you. So I'm going to take a little break here, Danielle. Not only do people like walk up to random babies and just decide to get all up in their face and kiss on them and stuff. People who know that they have been ill or haven't washed their hands will gladly manhandle your child knowing full well that their little immune systems can't take it. So anyway, Danielle says um, babies have... <laughs> There we go. Very pure and developing immune systems and can't handle the germs that an adult body can. I recently had a son and I am appalled at how many people feel like it is okay to start kissing up on my baby. Yes, I know he is delicious and cute, but you need to ask before you get that close in anybody else's face. Especially babies, but this also goes for toddlers. And I really feel like toddlers don't get enough credit. (laughs) They can understand us even if they have limited language. Some babies and toddlers can begin saying and truly meaning no by nine months. So again, ask the toddler before they before you kiss them. And if they say no, respect their no. Don't just kiss them anyway. Right. The toddlers have an opinion. They do. They have an opinion on every fucking thing. From the outfit for the day to what you cooking to your outfit for the day <laughs> I don't understand why I can't wear my my beach buoys to fucking kindergarten I Lonnie. thought my princess Elsa with my Timberlands was very very cute what is the issue I would absolutely <laughs> let my baby wear a princess dress with Tim's to school my kid would be trying to wear wigs like you can't you cannot wear I wish you would <laughs> Miss Rain, bitch, I dare you to tell my baby that she can't wear her fucking dress. Oh, man. <clears throat> so Danielle finishes up by saying, we talk a lot about consent, and I believe this needs to be modeled and exercised with our very youngest. Consent is cool. I know this may be a big paradigm shift for a lot of people, but it is important. Sometimes I want to kiss, and my son says no, and I am learning to just leave it at that. Oh, well, fuck that. Please I hate respect- you. I'm giving you kisses. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please respect the little people in your life. They res- they deserve autonomy. Thanks, Danielle. Danielle, first of all, is first just right. Y'all really do be putting your faces and hands all over these little people, knowing that they can't handle 
all of the nasty shit that your grown ass done brought around them just through your face, your mouth. Like women, many women don't even like their pregnant bellies being touched. Yeah, no, I mean, and especially without so, asking. That is the thing right, y'all love. I mean. Y'all just walk up to pregnant people and touch them. Bitch, if you so, wouldn't do it to somebody else, why would you do it to me? <laughs> if I don't want you touching my baby when they're still in utero, I don't I understand don't. <laughs> why you... And then those same people, the ones who like to kiss and all that on babies without saying something, the same ones who be mad when you say, go in there and wash your hands before you come in here and pick up the baby. Like, you are a grown person. You've had all these shots and years of living out in this filthy-ass, piss-soaked world, and my brand-new baby has not. So respect my little nigga and go wash your damn hands before you come in here breathing all in my baby face. I I will fight you. I don't know why people think, but especially now that it's getting colder and germs and everything is going to start spreading way faster. Y'all have just got to be even more diligent, even when you think you feel just fine. You never know when something nasty is developing deep inside your chest. Clothesline you. So please (laughs) leave these kids alone. Amen. Thank you, Danielle, because the people need reminders. It's not even just white people or anything that do this. It's just people who feel entitled to baby spaces for whatever. Like, girl, if my toddler mush you and say she don't want to fucking kiss, then guess what? (laughs) It's time for you to back the fuck up. I literally tell people not to touch my dog. Now, see, that seems foolish because you never know if a dog is not in the mood to fuck with you and just turns around and wilds out on your ass. But because Link is a Yorkie, she's small and she's like one of the signature, oh, cute little purse dogs. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Even though her personality and temperament is not giving you that I was going to say, she's ever. not. She's not actually. I wouldn't call Link sweet. She's one of the shadiest dogs I've ever <laughs> encountered in my life. Like literally, expression and all. She side eyes. Not call that nigga sweet. But people will just. But she really loves people anyway. So like, if you try and like touch her, like she'll likely try and like jump up and be picked up and shit like that or whatever. Mm, Okay. She's my dog, and I don't know you. So (sighs) go off, daddy. Don't. (laughs) You're not having that bullshit. Don't touch my fucking dog. I don't give a fuck. Okay, that wraps up this episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Our late night show on Fuse airs Fridays at 11 p.m. It's called The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal. So, yes, Fridays, 11 p.m. on Fuse. Thank you, DeRay, for being on this past week. Um, Fuse actually just uploaded our full interview with DeRay. So if you like mess, you should go check it out because there is mess in that thing uh any news for you this week friend um trilloween is coming up october 30th go to trilloween.com go get tickets i'm in one of those situations where i've got a costume but i also have a costume i really want to wear it's not here yet i need to hurry up and order one before i end up going to party city again You know, every now and then, a party city are better. What's the other one called? Is it just called a Halloween store? Yeah, the pop-ups. Yeah, the ones yeah. that just come around yeah, during Halloween. Yeah, that's just the Halloween store. Those are not bad every now in the clutch. Like, I've definitely have popped a lot into the Halloween store on like the 29th yeah. and been like, oh, okay, I found some stuff. Maybe I should go now before I, <laughs> before the actual, you know, Halloween rush. Yeah. I need to because I just consistently fail at Halloween costumes every fucking year. I never do a good one. So, but, in New you know, York, maybe one day. Come out to that. Also, thank you to HBO for having me 
last week at the Watchmen screening. I really enjoyed it as well as getting to speak to some fellow black nerds about how we felt about it. And I definitely think you should at least watch episode one. Okay. Well, yeah, everybody's been telling me that it's in Tulsa, so. It is very much in Tulsa, and it is also seemingly quite aware Mm. of its history. Yeah. And it's super leaning in directions, but I'm also interested in seeing how else they're going to adapt. Because for those of you who are like, I never read the Watchmen comic books. Oh my gosh, a crime against humanity. But I did watch like the original Zack Snyder film or whatnot. And it's probably about my extensive knowledge. Like I know some other things just through reading nerdy shit throughout the years since then. Okay. But this is made or directed by, uh, I want to say his name is Damon Lindelof, who is an actual fan of Watchmen. And it's kind of like, a what if sort of thing in a different region after the events of the comics or whatever. So for those of you who are interested, that's what you're dealing with. But you also get to see Regina King in a really cool costume beating the everlasting shit out of people, which is all that I wanted. I said down there when I heard that Regina King was like in talks to be in the Watchmen thing, I was just like, I want to see her kicking ass. Like, I want to see her fighting. But I feel like a lot of times in these types of films, they hire really great performing black actors, specifically female black actors. Mm -hmm. And they'll give them the role of someone powerful enough to deliver great monologues, but not powerful enough to powerful enough to actually physically fight, i.e. the president or a a high ranking officer of whatever, a lawyer or something. So I've kind of figured, okay, Regina's probably going to be, you know, the lieutenant of whatever the fuck and is going to be superheroes running around while she acts her ass off. She does (laughs) both. And she doesn't go home, at least not yet anyway, to some, dark life where you find out that she was abused by her dad and nobody loves her or or worse off someone does love her but she won't let them because yeah (laughs) she's got a great black husband at home kids laughing at dinner kicking crime ass you know when when the sun goes down okay i'm into it so sounds good yeah, thanks for inviting me because I really enjoyed it. I had a good time and all of that was nice. But when you said it kind of imagines like a what if I thought about Frank Ocean and that prep party. Yep. <laughs> Is it like what would Tulsa be without the race riot? No, I mean, Watchmen kind of in theory is almost what iffy because a lot of it um, from what I've gathered is sort of like alternate it's kind of like an alternate world in a sense. So certain things have happened that may have affected history differently than what you expect. But it does start with like the massacre in, in Tulsa. Oh yeah. They call it the massacre now. Um, and some other things it's like, you know, if black people have gotten reparations, mm. which is referred to as something, I think they call them Redford Redford A shit. I'm saying too much. Watch the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. It sounds good. Okay. Shout out to HBO. Um, but that's it. All right. Well, uh, do we have an acronym or one of your inspirational quotes or whatever before we get do out we of ever. here? No, do we not ever? Really. No. no. <laughs> do we ever actually say anything, you know, that helps other people at this point of the show? I don't think we do. I will say, um, Call someone, um, 
that was in that was instrumental in in you still being here. And tell him thanks and you love him. That is beautiful. Yep. All right. We will see y'all next week. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, Supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's next level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.